When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on my podcast, house.com, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're listening to us. Not Stitcher apparently. No, we'll, we'll be Stitcher. about that. I've gone into Google and I found out how we could upload to Stitcher, so we'll stitch everyone up and uh, <laughs> throw the, it the up there. The old man of the technology. Walshie and Lyle. Yeah, how's it going, mate? You're very good. Up. Very good. Hey, did you have a job interview or something? Or hey, another, how many jobs you have you got? Court? You had court today. No, no, I didn't get a court. <laughs> and if it was, I'd only be defending you. Oh, well, it's a lost cause. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the music of Session Moth Martina brings us into the show, and normally I would ask you, why did we play that? But I actually know the answer. Yes, you, well, that's good. Well, she was here. No, well, yes, she and was. And we spoke to her. We did. Well, well you did. We did. Yeah. I was you were missing in action. Yeah, one of his seven jobs that he has to do on the weekend. You can't always be here for the podcast, can you? No, and a little bit later on, we're going to have a chat to uh, Seb Costello as well. What a big... Night it's going to be for him on Saturday, his debut into MCW. He's officially living all of our dreams, and I'm interested to ask him about it. Yeah. Um, he's actually wrestling against you know my close personal friend, Gino Gambino. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure how well I'll wish him, but... Who's a closer personal friend, Gino or Lockie Hendricks? No, Lockie I'm just a fan of. Oh, so you're not a friend. Well, I didn't he, think Lockie had Lockie keeps a very that's close just, circle of friends. That's just confirmed I'm, it. I'm far too much of a momo. <laughs> you certainly are. Uh that last show with Lobo, mate, the boys, that was fantastic. Yeah, oh, definitely. He was a ripper. Definitely. He's the best. He's yeah. the best. Um, we're actually on a really good run of interviews at the moment. Thanks um, to me. One came out today. Oh, you've got to ask Seb Costello, don't I? No. He's I my did. mate. Yeah, but I organised My very good it. personal friend. Yes, but you don't organise anything. You did get us Lobo, but... Oh, thank you. Um, it took him 51 weeks. What about... Tuesday, we had a, a special episode come out. Yes, we did. Of course, the general manager of New Japan Wrestling... Michael, Michael Craven. Craven came into the studio, Tony. Yeah, with Gino, that was fantastic. Boys. I had to tidy up, um, and I brought in like you know bottles of water that we don't usually bring in. I, Is it true I that gave you gave him, him some Tim Tams? I gave him a packet of Tim Tams, yes, and he loved them. <laughs> fantastic. Well, the Canadian probably I'm an ambassador. Hasn't had. <laughs> so he's a Canadian who's lived in America and now lives in Japan. There's a fair chance he's never had Tim Tams. He'd never had one. He ate one. He loved it. Then I gave him the packet. Yeah. Oh, yeah nice. Smart. Well, I couldn't take it to the glow show. Did you me? tell him how you can suck coffee through the... I, 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 the yeah. less I talk about sucking, the better. <laughs> so you're bringing those C-grade movies you're talking about last week, Tom. Uh Yes, let's move But getting forward. good reviews, getting really good reports on that episode. So um, he subtly mentions the relationship with Ring of Honor and... How they're, they, they're going to be loyal to Ring of Honor, yeah. which is interesting, and um, mentions that if people get tickets and go and support this next New Japan show, he will endeavor to bring Liger here before he retires. So everyone Fantastic. get on that. No, that's great. Yeah, that's worth a ticket alone. Yeah, exactly. All right, boys, we're going to move on. Uh, if you get the chance, folks, and we, we really think you should go back and hear our special interview with Michael Craven at Stanley's, a, a, a special episode for On the Turnbuckle. 
All right, you guys, as we said, caught up with uh, Session Moth Martina at the Brewery Brawl last weekend. Yes, and she was in between being drunk at that stage, so we got her at the right moment. <laughs> and if you want to know more about that, have a listen to this. We're backstage at the brewery for uh, MCW Brewery Brawl, and we are joined by uh, Seshmoth Martina. How are you going? Hi, nice to see you guys. You look well for, uh, I'm assuming you <laughs> might have burnt the candle at both ends last night. I always burn the candle at both ends, but yeah, I was out till about 6am. But you know, when in Australia, you do as the Australians do, I suppose. <laughs> and how was your first show? Up at, you debuted for PWA last yeah, night? Yeah, no, how it was, was it? great. It was really cool. I was so surprised when uh, my music hit and like, the crowd like cheered for me like straight away and it like got a big pop as soon as I like my music even hit and I was like, oh shit, they actually... Yeah, I curse all the time. So We've had Jimmy Havoc. Before, yeah, so. well, yeah, I'm like the female Jimmy Havoc. I like to think he doesn't, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like I heard like the pop straight away and I was just like, oh my God, this is so surreal. I'm on the other side of the world and people know who I am. You know, that kind of thing. Like sometimes you think you might come somewhere like so far away and no one's going to know you. But, like, the fact that, like, a good chunk of the audience obviously knew me beforehand, I was like, oh, my God, that's it's the power of the internet, isn't it? It's just insane. <laughs> it must be surreal, though, because your career's taken off astronomically in probably the last 24 months. Would that be fair yeah. to say? Yeah it's, been, yeah, it's been insane. Like, I've been doing... I've been wrestling for eight years, like, in Ireland. Uh, but I, for, like, the first five years I was doing... Uh, four or five years I was doing just, like, Kaza G. It was, like, me, but it was just, like boring <laughs> pretty much it was just like nothing no gimmick no character just a female wrestler and my job was just to get in there and have a women's match and this was kind of before the big revolution of women's wrestling and there weren't many women in ireland so i used to just wrestle men but like so it was always just like you didn't need to do anything really it was always just you're wrestling a guy you're gonna get the pops it's gonna be fine you know and this is again a different time in wrestling and then ott started in ireland and um it was just a different like it was a different ball game the shows were higher quality. It was just, you know, you, you knew we were on something special. So I was like, right, okay, I can't do Kaza. It's just too boring and it's not going to get me anywhere. Um, so then I decided to change up my gimmick and I decided to, like, make Session Mont Martina. And I was like, I'm just going to go down a comedy route because there's absolutely zero women out there doing comedy. So I was put with a comedy tag team and we made, like, the lads from the Flats group. And I was like, I'll come out in pajamas. I'll drink beer. I'll call myself a Session Moth and I'll just be a dit i'll be an idiot i'll be like crazy just a drunk and uh the crowd instantly just kind of clicked for it and then after that like after i got really big in ott in ireland england started paying attention and before i knew it i was booked everywhere in england every single weekend and then from that i got japan i got america and now i'm here so yeah it's just been it's been insane i got to make it my full-time job and everything it's insane and Irish wrestling, it's fair to say that it was a long way back five or six years ago. Uh, what does it mean to have someone like Becky Lynch now doing what she's doing? Yeah, like I know, I remember Becky trained obviously before my time and she was doing wrestling before mine and then she left wrestling and I had been training and stuff like that and she came back before she was going to do her tryout so she came down to our school and she was training with us. She was so nice and so lovely, and we just knew she was just trying to get back into it. We didn't, well, we kind of knew she wanted to try out. So she was just great to have around and, like, just see how hard she was working before she went and got signed. So then, obviously, from the get-go, I had my eyes on her entire career from the start. Like, her, I watched her very first NXT debut, and I was putting up tweets about how proud I was. And 
I know that over the years then she just kind of, she just stuck it out. And that's the one thing I always knew is that like she wasn't getting the best position. She wasn't like the number one girl, but she just stuck it out. And then seeing in the last like year, the switch, she became the female Stone Cold, she became the top person of the biggest company in the world. She made a first woman to main event WrestleMania. Like it was just, and it's just so surreal to think it's that girl that was on the mats with me a few years ago. You know what I mean? And she's always been so kind to me. Like she'd message, she messaged me, a while ago, I mean, like, well, she was in WWE, but before her big boom, she was kind of like, is there anything I can do for you? It's great to see how well you're doing. So she's always keeping tabs on what I'm doing, and she's always liking the stuff that she knows that I'm, like, in a different road, doing very well. And she's very supportive. She's always like, oh, I'll see if I can get you into Shimmer. I'll see if I can do this. And she's just, she's a genuine sweetheart. Even though she's, like, at the top of her career, she still takes time to, like, watch what I'm doing, which next to her feels so small. But at the same time, for Ireland, it's so big. Well, she obviously had a big WrestleMania week and weekend, but yourself had a big WrestleMania week. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it 11 matches, 12 Something, matches I think, this year? Yeah, I think that between that tour, because uh, I did, um, I went over to Ohio and Chicago the week before. So I did like a two-week tour pretty much of America. And I had debuted in America last year at WrestleMania week, and I, but I only did like three shows. And I remember it was Joey Janela's spring break because it was such a big show and there was lots of eyes on it. That's really where I got seen. And beyond wrestling, when I was talking about Orange Cassidy, just people like just started paying attention, and I got a lot more American fans from that. Sorry, and um, yeah. So then when I came back this year, and I think as well, Stardom helped like boost my popularity, and then just my Twitter and stuff. People were kind of paying more attention. So this year, people were more. They knew who I was, so they're more excited to see me. But at the same time, they haven't seen me live, so it was like I was doing all my like very like very first time Martina stuff just to be like introduce them to the character and I think again it's because they haven't seen it before they just instantly loved it so I just like that was probably the best week of wrestling in my life it was just so cool like everybody was like so wowed by it because I'd say in a like over WrestleMania week there's like what hundreds of matches going on and like a lot of them it's like a lot of them are just going to be like moves and blah 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 and at least I think it's I think in WrestleMania time, because there is, you've got like WWE, you had like New Japan, you had all this stuff, like serious, serious wrestling. I think at points people were kind of glad of the break with the comedy stuff. So then seeing that and seeing it's being so different, it's like, oh God, there really is such a variety to wrestling now, you know? So yeah, that was definitely unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I was saying at the time that I thought you were almost the MVP of WrestleMania week because oh. <laughs> every, every single show I watched, you were on. Oh, wow, that's um, amazing. <laughs> but I want to talk about this year's uh, Joey Janela Spring Break when you and a lot of the other ladies took over the Clusterfuck match with our own Shazza McKenzie. Yeah. How was that? Because that, it was so much fun to watch. It looked like you girls were really having a good time. It was so much fun. I was so drunk. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great because we had the whole setup of like, Joey Janelle wasn't going to book any women over. He had two shows and he couldn't find time to have any women on the show. Yet he could book every ex-WWF and ECW wrestler that he could find. Uh, yeah, so we just did the whole invasion angle, and I just thought it was so much fun because, like, again, like the girls went in guns blazing, but I went in drunk as fuck. <laughs> and like, it was very funny clips where all the girls are standing there with light tubes. I'm just there grinding on the light tube and just dancing. But that was another one where it was like I remember when we all came out and I started getting like loads of session mod chants. So like people were really happy to see me, even when I wasn't in the ring. There was like session mod chants. I was like, oh my god, this is surreal. You know, it's like there's so many of us here and I'm getting session match chance. That's amazing as well. Such a big show. So, yeah, that, I had the time of my life. That was one of my favorite ones as well. It was so fun. And you're working with Avery tonight. 
Yeah. Um, do you know much about Avery? I have watched a lot of her stuff, and a lot of people have been on Twitter saying that, like, she's my daughter, that she could be one of my daughters, because I assume she's very similar to me. So I'm very, very, very interested to see that. Yeah, I'm very, like, from what everyone's kind of telling me, she's the Australian me. So that should be very fun to, to see how them two come together, an Irish and an Australian. Yeah, I feel like you're very different, but there's definitely similarities in the yeah. character. I think you guys are going to really... I hope the, so. One of the main reasons for buying a ticket tonight. I think. Oh, wow. That's insane. <laughs> Hopefully we don't disappoint then. <laughs> and then tomorrow night you're wrestling against Indy Hartwell, yeah. who I know you've met before. Yeah, we met, we met a Shimmer and uh, me, her and the other girls. Just We just got real close over the Shimmer weekend. As happens in Shimmer, you just kind of find people that you click with. So I knew, it was really good knowing that like they were going to be here. And I was like, oh, I have friends already in Australia now, so this will be cool. But yeah, and she's so good as well. Like she's so talented. I think she's like the next one to get like absolutely snapped up. So I'd be very happy to give it get a chance to actually wrestle her. I'd say like a match with her would be quite it might be completely different to what I would do. Like I have a lot of different style of matches that I can do depending on my like opponent. So I'd imagine tomorrow will be a little bit more wrestling uh based because she's so talented and stuff like that. Whereas Avery it's gonna be very character and crazy. You know, so it's it'd be fun to kind of show two different sides in they're, the weekend. Yeah, they're both really good. I think you're going yeah. to have a really good time. Um, but women's wrestling worldwide at the moment, I feel like there's a real sisterhood among with female wrestlers. Is that, am I on the money with that? Oh, 100%. I feel like in the last little while with the... Um, like, obviously, the, divas, like the, the women's revolution happened around, like, and everyone was sick of the diva era of like, girls not getting any time on air and stuff like that. And all the girls are just working really hard. So I think together everyone was like, no, well, like, I'm going to make you look good if you make me look good. And that's what we've all done. And now we're all supporting each other. And like, it's kind of gotten out of that stage of that competition. If you're like bitter, if someone does better than you, you're actually just happy for people now. Because it's great to see the girls getting such good time. Like girls are main eventing these days. You know, the intergender wrestling is like so popular and it's not even questioned anymore. And I'm a huge advocate for that. Like the majority of my matches are against men. Like it's just how my character kind of falls. But it's not even questioned anymore. And I think that's a really big, really big thing for women's wrestling now is that, like, you know, we should be seen as equals, man. We should have the same time. We should have everything. And I think it, that wouldn't have happened if the girls all to collectively didn't try and, like, help each other and try to make each other better and together try to have better matches so we could get seen, you know? So, uh, yeah, I feel like everyone's just really kind of been positive about being, like, just helping each other because they'll help you too. Another big supporter of uh, women's wrestling is Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. Uh, you have a very interesting relationship with him. We're best friends. Best friends? <laughs> he wouldn't say so, but we're best friends. <laughs> why, why, why is he keeping that close to himself and not admitting it? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm very, very, very annoying and stupid. I think he likes to have me around, though, because I always end up saying stupid things. So I make him feel like a lot better. But at the end of the day, we are drinking buddies. So it's like, as much as he hates me and he wants me to leave him alone, I'm always the last one drinking with him at the end of the night. So we definitely have that in common. So I think that's always kind of what brought our friend, keeps our friendship together, even if he cannot stand me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're out here touring with Millie. Yeah, obviously, so my daughter. So it's good to have uh, an ally while you're in a foreign yeah. country. Has she taken you to snits yet? Yeah, no, I haven't had actual snits, but she introduced me to a food that is snits, I think. It's like chicken with bread on it or something. So the schnitzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't, I, she's told me about the snits, like, brand, and she promised. I want to try kangaroo when I'm here, too. She said she tried it the other day, and she really liked it. So 
while, while in Rome, you know. <laughs> Kangaroo's really good. Don't yeah. overcook it if you're going to cook it yourself. I'm not going to cook it myself. <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere and hopefully they cook it. But I did hear a rumour that, like, if you eat kangaroo for the first time, because we're from the different side of the world and we don't, like, eat it ever, that it can make you really sick because your stomach's not used to it. So I'm kind of scared. I'm like, I don't know. We don't eat it very often. Oh, really? Yeah, so I don't know. I think it was Bee Priestley that told me that she ate it while she was here and... Uh, she ate it one time before a match and she ended up getting really sick in her match. So I think it's just scared me. It's kind of scarred me. So I think I'll, take, I'll have it on like Monday when I don't have to like wrestle. <laughs> and putting your hand in a kangaroo's pouch, is that... It's good luck. <laughs> it's good luck. All my friends are telling me that. Yeah. So you've got to do that while you're Yeah, here. 100%. I'm doing that on Monday. Cuddle a koala while you're here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> take some home. That's what I was told. I don't know whether my friends are just trying to either get me dead or... They're genuinely looking out for me, but I'm so gullible that I'll just believe the best. <laughs> and you're doing the tournament of death. Yes, I am. <laughs> God help me. What are you thinking? I don't know. I genuinely don't. I'm just trying to be like Jimmy Havoc way too much, and it's just getting the best of me. No, uh, I'm actually really looking forward to it because um, I think how it came about was like, I've done like hardcore matches and stuff like that, and they're really fun. And I just think with my gimmick, because it's so ridiculous, that it's just funny. And the idea, I put up a hashtag last year at some point like moth for TOD and uh, someone made a petition to get me on TOD and it got like over a thousand signatures like people just signing online and like again it's literally nothing more than a joke it was a complete and utter joke and uh, CCW got on to me they're like well do you want to do it and I was like I don't know and they're like well go on like you know if you're up for it it's therapy and I was like right this is actually like a huge opportunity like I remember, like, the year Jimmy Havoc did it and won it, and then, like, the next year, Drew Parker went from the UK. So it's, like, our guys. And it always got a big, like, reaction and stuff. So I was kind of like, well, this is something absolutely crazy. It keeps myself with hype. Um, I don't mind doing stuff. And, yeah, I'll do stuff for it, and I'm going to hopefully not die. But I was like, it's a really kind of cool... Like, I've watched TOD every year for the last few years, and it's like, never, ever imagined I'd be on it. So it's just another one of them things where I just take an opportunity to like I'm not I feel bad like I'd never want to say no to an opportunity, even if it might kill me. <laughs> and you make your own luck in this world. Yeah, that's what you've been uh, doing. Yeah, well, like I think if a light tube goes through my head, I don't know if I have much. Like Jimmy did his final match of progress there last week, and I was there for it. And light tube just went through and wrong, and I'd never seen someone lose so much blood. He was just backstage while drinking a beer. But, like, he was genuinely gushing and he had to go to hospital. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, no, my night's ruined. I won't go out with anyone now. But we went out drinking anyway. <laughs> Did he still want to go to the merch stand before going to emergency? Unfortunately, he, he wasn't allowed because I genuinely think he lost, like, a lot of blood. <laughs> so that was not a possibility. Because people would have paid for him to bleed on them, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I asked him and he was like, no, get away. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> As he usually does. <laughs> How was it being there for his final match? I, I genuinely got really upset. And, like, I'm going to see him. I'm going to Las Vegas, like, next week or the week after or whatever. Uh, I'm not actually at Double or Nothing. I'm leaving in the morning. But I'm just doing a tour of Texas. And I got asked to do, like, a show on StarCast in Las Vegas. So, like, when I was there this weekend, we knew for months that that was going to be, like, our final weekend together. So we were like, right, we'll have a big party, blah, 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 which we did. Um, and I, was, I wanted to watch his last match, and I, they played, like, a video package, and it just made me cry. And then when we were drinking that night, we were just in his, like, hotel with his girlfriend and, like, just having chats and stuff. And I was like, right, it's time to go to bed. I got real sad because I was like, even if I know I'm going to see you in two weeks, and he said he's going to come to Tournament of Death to, like, support me and stuff. So I was like, I know I'm going to see him over time. 
like it's not the last time I'm seeing him, but it was just because he's been such a strong and stable part of my UK since the start. Like one of my first first weekends that I started going to the UK, we just we got stuck together traveling for like three days and that's when we just really kind of bonded and became like proper best friends and like so I think it was just kind of the fact that he's I always look at a show and if he's on it I'm like right I know I'm gonna have fun and I know it's gonna be great and I have the whole weekend with him and just knowing that's like someone so important's gone from the UK scene it's a huge loss personally just like I think Millie's the same like where it's just like just don't like the idea of him not being around anymore even though he's doing much better things and he deserves it so much it's finally his time to be recognized by somebody big so i'm really really proud of him he deserves it so much but it's just sad selfishly but i couldn't be happier for him no nah, definitely look we obviously as fans we think it's going to leave a big hole in the fans hearts, yeah but also he's also on to better scene, things yeah friends with everyone so yeah obviously they're going to be emotional i think you can never you can never begrudge somebody for living their dreams like you know what i mean even if you want to keep them around forever but like he like I just know with in the UK, especially with everybody getting signed, everyone off, you like you can't help but kind of look at like someone like Jimmy. That's an outrageous character. WWE weren't going to look at him because it's just how they are. So it's like finally seeing that he has this opportunity to do something massive. He deserves it so much. So I think it's great. Oh, thank you for that. That's really nice. <laughs> uh, well, while we are in a brewery, are you going to? How many beers are you going to test while you're here? Before my match or <laughs> during? You wait till you see during, that's all I'll say. But uh, yeah, I had a cat nap from last night, so I think I'm pretty much ready to rock and roll again tonight. I'm relentless. I don't like to like not drink when I'm away. I was like, all right, yeah, I have to try all the Australian beer that I can. We're in a brewery, so I'm not going to pass that up. <laughs> have you got a favourite at the minute? I liked uh, VB, is it? <laughs> The, that was nice. I like. Yeah, I'm getting mixed reactions. Some people love it, some people. Yeah. And I also really liked what was that? Chewies. All right. The beer at Moondog is much better. Moondog. Is that you. a craft beer? Yes. I think I might have had that before, but Melbourne's, I love craft Melbourne's beer. Melbourne's all about craft beers. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. What is it called? Uh, Moon. The Moondog is where we are. Moondog. Yeah. Moondog. Okay. I'm gonna try that. I'll give that a go. I love craft beer as it is, so I prefer craft beer to be fair. So. But that's all I've tried so far. Thank you so much for joining us and being so generous with your time. We Thank can't you. wait to see you wrestle tonight. Yeah, and we so. look forward to seeing what happens at Tournament of the Dead. If I don't die. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Part two of On the Term Buckle. Uh, great interview, boys. Well done. I appreciate that. She's a lovely lady. Yeah, really funny. Uh, really smart too. So yeah. Yeah, we. Um, she's very uh, engaging and she she talks very quickly. Um, but yeah, she was a lot of fun. She had a couple of great matches as well on the weekend. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest names to step into a wrestling ring in Australia. Martina. Yeah. No, well, I was going to talk about our next guest. Is joining us. Uh, he has been a news reporter with uh, Channel 9 and also currently with Triple M as well on their hot breakfast. He brings, us the, he brings us the news that we need to know. I think it's something like that anyway. Seb yeah, Costello. Can you write that down for you? <laughs> Seb. It is great to be here on Something to Wrestle with Tony Shebecki. <laughs> 
I'm really pleased. Uh, it's been a long ambition of mine. Now, Shebexter, to be serious, uh, you know, you are a bit of a Melbourne media legend, and Not this is the, right the first. Reason, <laughs> well, this is the first time we've appeared in a broadcast together, I it reckon. Is you're right. So I'm quite thrilled about well, this. So am I. It's so good to I. see Lyle too. Welchie, I know you're a mate of Gambino, so we can yeah, move on. Exactly. Uh, no, you're right. We haven't worked together before, but we've done plenty of things together. We used to hit the. Uh, the road together and go to all the AFL press conferences and the like. And, oh, and I was entirely jealous at how much Shebexter was the favourite of Andrew Demetrio. He would sort of ignore everybody else's questions and say, any more, Tony? And uh, and the rest of us would just look at the Shebexter and think, one day we can be like that. Yeah, Tony softballs, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Tony was up there with the best of them, such as uh, Todd Grisham and Kevin Kelly and all of those. All of breaking yeah. news and breaking faces. This is... A uh, on the turnbuckle exclusive. This is uh, the T-shirt that I'm going to wear on Fantastic. on Saturday at MCW. The water settled the score at the Thornbury Theatre because uh, after that night, Seb Costello will be known for two things: breaking news and breaking faces, specifically the faces of Gino Gambino and that scumbag Sebastian Walker. Yeah, well, he uh, he nearly had you in severe. Uh, Issues a couple of weeks ago with broken ribs. I mean, when he got uh, big R's, yeah, to uh, to get on and drop a couple on you, that looked pretty sad from where we were sitting. <laughs> that guy is enormous. Cousin Ali is a legit what six three, six yeah, four, one hundred and thirty eight kilograms exactly. And uh, you know, to get uh, well, he turned me into a Preston pancake basically, and uh, it, it wasn't very comfortable. I was. Uh, yeah, we're struggling the next day at the hot breakfast, but uh, you know Will Anderson had a bit of herbal uh, pain relief, so it was okay. Are you are you comfortable <laughs> with your choice? That's of, a joke, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> are you comfortable with your choice of tag team partner? Because um, you're up against you know the guy who dominated MCW and Australian wrestling for the last twelve months, uh, my close personal friend Gino Gambino, and. Slex, I saw him lose a handful of matches. He lost his Intercontinental title, in Commonwealth title, he, to Brooksy at one stage. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about and, that. Um, and, he only, and he only won the title that he's got now because your underhanded involvement. I stepped in when there was a two-on-one situation that was completely unacceptable. You've got a guy like Gino Gambino who completely disrespects the people that actually give him a job. That is Melbourne wrestling fans, Australian wrestling fans. And so when I saw Sebastian Walker about to hit Gino Gambino with the – sorry, hit Slex with the championship belt back at Clash of the Titans, I had to do something. No, you did and, yeah. and I think, uh, you know, I think the MCW is better for having somebody like Slex as its champion because we know his work rate. He consistently has – Five-star matches, if not better. You have to introduce a six-star match for Slex, and he loves it. If it was in Japan, it would be six stars. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hey, let's talk about your love of wrestling. You've been a wrestling fan since you were a tot. The first thing, I was thinking about this, the first wrestling match I can remember, and someone, one of our listeners will know what this was, but I can vaguely remember being on... Family went up to to Threadbow, not when there was snow there, but it was during spring or autumn, one of those sort of things. And they all went out to go for a bushwalk, and I would have been six or so. And I turned on the TV, and I reckon, and I could maybe I'm wrong, but I reckon Channel Nine for some reason was showing an episode of WCW Worldwide. 
Yeah, that was yeah, uh, Saturday right, yeah. morning. Yes. Yep. Yeah, correct. And yeah, I can remember... spinning ring. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. yep. And I can remember at the time Lord Stephen Regal uh, coming to the ring and drawing heat like only he could at the time. And that's the first wrestling match I can remember. Her dad came back and you know, sort of sat down next what to me. What are you doing and... watching this crap? <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of that, Jamexter. There was. Uh, and so, you know, that's kind of... That's the earliest I can remember. And then, you know, like so many... Like probably you well, too, Lyle, Shebexter, um, you know, it just became something that's on my heart, a part of my life. And so, you know, I was fortunate enough that uh, that uh, Mix Flicks uh, down the, near where I lived, which is the name of the video store, had a very strong only WWF collection, Coliseum mind you. Video. Yeah, Coliseum yeah. video. And so, mate, I basically went through every Mania, every Survivor Series, every SummerSlam since then. Watching uh, them six months late. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As is the Australian wrestling fan experience. Exactly. And completely getting sucked in by every gimmick match. You know? <laughs> oh, I've never seen a Caribbean strap match before. I better rent that tape. But the good news about it was it's because it wasn't mainstream covered by the media, six months later it didn't matter because you didn't know the results. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, there's, and this is actually like, you know, pre-internet. I mean, internet came yeah. in sort of late 90s. So, yeah. Uh, and and let's be honest, it was history. So we had to know who won on this particular day and, and uh, how it all played out. Yes. So, and look, the good thing is, like, SummerSlam got released, but it was summer here by the time. <laughs> 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 That's right. It actually worked. It was perfect. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I've told this story before. So the first show I can remember going to is in the peak of the Attitude Era in 1999, uh, somebody had the smart idea of getting together everybody who'd been in the WWE prior to the Attitude Era, and it was called, I want to say it was called the Superstars of Wrestling, and it was on it was on at Rod Laver Arena, and the main event, this is before they turned it into a pay-per-view, but the main event was a street fight between Dennis Rodman and Kurt Henning. I was at this show. You were at this show, <laughs> and and the opener was uh, was I think Tugboat and and Brutus Beefcake, but he couldn't call himself Brutus Beefcake because of copyright, and yeah. so uh, so he's Booty Man. Or yeah, or something Zodiac. like he's that. Got a lot of names, <laughs> you know. And Dad was there saying, "What's this crap all over again?" Yeah. Three or four years later, so me and Dad went off to that, and uh, and then you know to see it grow, and this is what I think is is really cool, like. The people like us have kind of supported it, you know, with our VHSs at home for years and years and years. But I just feel now with the way that matches can be on the internet and, and guys can make a name for themselves in other ways, local guys, I mean, I really feel like the sky is the limit and we're in a, a, a real sort of golden age for the Australian local wrestling product. And, and I'm really excited to be a part of that. I mean, to see that we can have on the turnbuckle now, you know, three Aussie wrestling fans, you know, talk to thousands of people about, you know, the stars of Australia in wrestling is awesome. Yeah, no, we, we thoroughly enjoy it. And we, uh, we love promoting the local stuff because the resurgence, and we speak about it week in and week out, the resurgence of local wrestling here in Australia is just on and up mm. all the time. And we've seen some great stuff happening in our local rings, some really good matches. And I think, Shebexter, it's become... Where it's at in, in pop culture at the moment is, you know, it's kind of okay. Not that it wasn't okay before, but I, I think, you I know, know, to I've, kind of... I've, I've been on um, dating girls and not told them I'm a wrestling fan before. <laughs> not until the third or fourth date. Um, yeah, but I just think you know there is a wrestling fan in everybody, and it's now okay to embrace that. 
Yeah. And and I think I've seen with the way that um, you know, <laughs> I was about to call myself a serious journalist. I'm not, but but <laughs> I think in the way of which in I work in a serious newsroom, but I've been able to go to Triple M and go to Channel Nine and say, hey, these two girls, they're called the Iconics. You know, they started wrestling together in small theaters in Australia, and now they're the tag team champions. What about that as a story? We went to high school together. But, it's an amazing yeah, story. It's an amazing story, and and people are actually happy. Mm. You know, my news directors at Channel Nine, for example, go brilliant. Let's do it. And I just don't know if wrestling was thought of in that way 10 years ago, but it's due to the hard work of, of local people um, getting the message out, I think, about just what it takes to get to the top. We now all have an understanding of how much you have to put your body through and how much passion you have to have to do this. Speaking of putting your body through, obviously you've been doing a bit of training. How's that Travelling, how's the body handling it? Uh, well, look, uh, Lyle, I'll say this. It's great to know that the MCW champion Slex will have my back come Saturday night. It's also great to know that at least one of us in Slex will look good in wrestling gear. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> I had a bit of a post down in the mirror today and Hogan, it was not. But um, So look, we're not going to see you in uh, trunks? <laughs> well, <laughs> hold that thought. <laughs> Thornbury Theatre, Saturday night. You'll yeah. see what I'll be wrestling in. I will be having a spray tan between now and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, look, the um, MCW Academy uh, down in Thomastown is a great facility for anyone who's looking to, to get involved. Jay Andrews is the head trainer there, uh, and he's been taking me through my paces. So, I mean, what I would say is, and, and I know we're talking to wrestling fans here, so they probably understand this, but just in case there's you know a casual ear listening. Well, we're hoping some crossover from having you here. So. Yeah, 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 that's right. I mean, it is so physical. It really is. Yeah, it is yeah. You know, like... I mean, if you've played footy, you know the feeling of waking up the next day after mm. a game of footy and you can't walk. Um, it's the same sort of thing here. Um, even coming off the ropes is is a physical... I mean, these are elevator cables wrapped in a bit of rubber that you're hitting as fast as you can. Um, so, you know... You're going you, to have balls to do it, though. Yeah. Still, just to stand on it... Uh, for starters, yep, and know that you're going to have the balance not to fall backwards or sideways or somewhere, yep, and then to physically, it's like bungee jumping, it's making that first step off the platform to actually go and do the jump, yep, and it'd have to be the hardest thing. So I could imagine the first time you stood on those top ropes and you're actually thinking, oh, it'd take you a second or two before you actually did that first jump. Oh, mate, and and look, I'm not going to stand here and you know pretend I've paid the dues that that real wrestlers have. Like I know I'm here because I love the product and. In my platforms, there is an opportunity for me to talk about how impressed I am by these guys and, and hopefully you know, put the brand in front of people who haven't seen it before. That, that's my role. But even in the small bit of training I've done, Lyle, I've just come to respect the wrestlers even more. Well, you're putting yourself in a dangerous situation. Cause Gino, yes, he's a dangerous man. My close personal friend. Yeah, we've heard that. We've heard that. Um, <laughs> only from you, though. I haven't heard him say it. Um, yeah. Obviously, if he gets his hands on you, he can do some damage. Being the you know the world champion for so long. Hey, Walker used to be a wrestler. No, I understand that, but he's a sleazy you know car salesman now mm -hmm. of a manager. He doesn't True. buy the best suits. I'll I'll admit that. Has he got a sponsorship with Gazman or something? Because he just I don't think his suits are that good. No, yeah, probably Gazman, not. No, no. Gazman's all right. Actually, I take that. But apologies to Gazman. <laughs> if you want a sponsor on the turnbuckle, more, more, we'll the... more lows. <laughs> he goes, that's sponsored. <laughs> Sorry, Shemexter. We've been in talks with them. <laughs> Costello, you blew it again. Um, I've got it on good authority yep. that uh, you've been in the ring before. Uh, <laughs> Where are you going? There with might this? have been a um, there might have been a Bucks night. Your well, Bucks night. Hang on, I thought I was the investigative journalist here. Well, oh, who's well tipped you off to this? Uh, former MCW champion, uh, the great man, Cash Car Money, Carlo Cannon. Carlo, 
All right. Okay. I'll tell you this story then. Uh, I got married in January. And uh, Shebexter, there's a uh, there's a convention that your best friends will give you what's called a buck stay. Yes, good. Uh, now we. Uh, he's had a couple. Uh, <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> That's unfair. Um, anyway, True, so but unfair. Exactly. So back in January, um, my best mates uh, Maddie, Raf, and Slam, who incidentally is named after the amount of choke slams he would deliver in the playground at high school. Um, <laughs> His name's Dan, but we call him Slam. Um, and uh, they picked me up and, and blindfolded me. So it's nine o'clock in the morning, and I kind of get let out of my house, uh, which is uh, which is in Richmond, and um, and we get into a car, and uh, I can hear the driver's voice, and he says, um, "Do you want me to take the freeway?" Uh, and that's the only sort of you know hint I get as to where we're going. And I'm thinking, "Well, we're going to Sydney, or what's going on?" So we drive for about twenty five minutes, and and we come to a sudden stop. Door opens, I kind of get let out. You know, it's when you are legitimately blindfolded. It's a beautiful suburb you're going to. <laughs> That's it. Well, there you go. We'll get to this. When you're legitimately blindfolded, I know how Jake the Snake felt back in that match back at WrestleMania all those years ago. <laughs> what a classic. It is quite a, it is quite a, uh, you know, a, a difficult situation. So I get let in. So I, I kind of know I'm going in a building, and then suddenly I get thrown down in a chair. And they kind of leave me for a few moments, and then somebody starts slapping my face. And I hear this voice straight out of a cartel movie that's going, you thought today was going to be fun, didn't you, S.A.? You were going to have a bad day today. And this sort of goes on for two or three minutes. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I can think of this like story I did on radio once where somebody set up a business where you could pay to give your mates an experience of being kidnapped. And I thought, oh, great Bucks party this is going to be. Yeah. You know, the boys are going to go to the pub. I'm going to sit in a garden shed for three hours while they let off you know, chainsaw sound effects. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Anyway, so this goes on for a little while and eventually they lift up the uh, the blindfold and there's a ring in front of me uh, and the Mexican voice belongs to none other than former MCW uh, champion Carlo Cannon uh, who's dressed up like a luchador and we're at his wrestling school in Spotswood. Fantastic. And uh, Exactly. So he drops the, the gimmick and the boys say, look, Seb, we, we know you love wrestling and so our gift to you before your wedding is Carlo's going to take you through a couple of things and then you're going to have a match when the rest of the guests get here. Uh, so, you know, we sort of, we did that and he trained me and then, and then we, uh, we carried out the match in front of, uh, well, what was a pretty strong crowd for me that day? About 16 or 17 of my closest mates. <laughs> that's the uh, hardest crowd. Yeah, yeah that's right. Exactly. Uh, they kind of want you to do poorly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was say, they turn on you. There was a, a, I got back body dropped and landed right on my on my backside in a way that's you know not uh, not particularly yeah. comfortable and and you can hear Car- there's video of it and Carlo says on the coccyx yeah on the coccyx and Carlo says how's your ass you idiot <laughs> 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 so anyway that was my experience prior to that you're right Welchie's done his homework Shebexter oh, he's done well yeah. that's excellent well done good mm. get uh, you spent a couple of years over in England yep. and London yep. uh, reporting for Channel Nine as a UK reporter European reporter. Did you have the opportunity to do much uh, UK NXT while you were over there? I stuff? didn't. I, I don't think – I think NXT had probably just started then. So I got there at the start of 17 and left about the end or sort of midway through 18. So it had been just up and going. Uh, I did try <laughs> – the WWE actually came, as they do, I think a couple of times a year, and they were doing a tour. They're um, now, yeah, they're there yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it, was, it was this time, and I know it was this time because I asked for it off, uh, and it was the week that – Prince Wimbledon. Harry married 
married to Meghan Markle. Yeah. And so Probably as the European correspondent, off, yeah. I was expected to do a bit of work that week. And I wearing them up and I said, look, what about just Tuesday off to go to SmackDown? What about it? What about it? And they said, no, you will be at Windsor Castle until 4am in the morning servicing every program the network has. Uh, but uh, so I did, in answer to your question, no. Uh, but I but I have had a chance to see uh, um, you know guys like Pete Dunne. Um, uh, I was lucky enough to to be uh, at WrestleMania weekend, and so Pete, you know, obviously had the the big match uh, at um, at the NXT that weekend, and and just so impressed with that guy. And we got uh, you know DCT the Scotsman mm. working MCW at the moment, yeah. and he knows a lot of those guys too. Um, and and he's a ripper. So I, I think what they're doing over there is exciting. Uh, and you know, if if if, if you know if Vince or uh, or yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Game were to look at doing something similar in Australia, hopefully in conjunction with some of our local promotions, it'd be awesome. Uh, and we'd fo- all like a job. Yeah, that's right. Shemekster would be the JR. Let's be honest. He uh, would Shemekster's be. He's done it before. Yeah, he would yeah. be the caller for sure. My yeah. <laughs> my follow-on question for that was going to be: you, you're living similarities. I'm wondering if you're living similarities now in Australia to what you saw while you were over in the UK? Uh, in terms of... Uh, in terms of level of excitement for local <laughs> wrestling and the like like that? Yeah, look, um, that's a really good question. I, I, oh, I guess I, I can't honestly me. make... The, yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, I, I guess I can't honestly make a comparison having not seen a local show well. I didn't have the chance to see a local show in England. Um, but, but it is funny because it is covered... Really, quite extensively in the UK, like the the Sun, which is oh the tabloids, are the tabloids, up, they they you know oh, the sun. Paul Heyman has had a column for them, and right, yeah, yeah, so exactly, <laughs> so you don't read it, and that's fair enough. Um, but but they have a you know they cover it like it's sort of the football yeah. section, the boxing section, and then there's the WWE section in the newspapers. So you know it's big there; it's a big market for and the a WWE. Pair of boobs on page three. That's <laughs> I didn't notice that, Shabix. Oh. Uh, very uh, hello to my wife Bree, who's listening. Um, he just goes to the news. Stand and takes page, <laughs> takes page three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but mate, in answer to sort of roundabout way to your question, I think you know the people that are supporting Melbourne City Wrestling at the moment are just awesome. You know, we've had this month alone, we've had the brewery brawl, we've had the the girls event the other the other day, uh, and now we've got the water settle the score. And there'll be people who'll be at all those events, and I just can't thank them enough. Exactly because you know without them, the, 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 this this uh, this you know promotion wouldn't be what it is and and i just think particularly with mcw I, I i think what the guys who work for the company are building is so exciting but it is only possible because of the fans who who genuinely support and love these performers that are giving their all in the ring you know once twice a month yeah um you saw, i saw online that you were looking for a finishing move the other day uh my personal close friend gino gambino said you probably won't oh, need enough one. of that now okay mm-hmm. He said Seriously. you probably won't need one. I think but he's lying because Gambino doesn't have any friends except Sebastian Walker. Well, he probably so how would have him as a friend. I mean, you think? He's, he's sleazy enough to uh, be okay. that, but yep, I understand. Enough of that now. Yeah, no. Um, I did have some great suggestions. So I put out on Twitter, yeah. you know, what what uh, um, do you think should be my finishing move? And I think uh, yeah, that was one of them. Um, I think, the, look, the top three. If I had to, uh, <laughs> if I had to give one with the elbows, <laughs> yeah. if you can see Shabexter now, he is yeah, he's, he's looking like a Swedish masseuse, um, <laughs> putting elbows. his elbows up and down. But I think the top three were these are suggestions on Twitter of people uh, saying what my finishing move should be: the meet the press slam. Ah, yeah, oh, the meet the press slam is pretty are good. Are going to get Gino up for that? No chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to see you press Gino. Uh, there was uh, the people's cost elbow. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's good. And this one's for you, uh, uh, Shebexter. So a double knee drop called Here's What You Need to Know Right Now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's bad. That's got my vote. That's, that's Tony's favourite. I just want to hear Lord Andy Coyne call it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The good Lord. Oh, I love Andy. Yep. It's it's uh, well she mentioned it at the start, and so you live at everyone's dream. You've actually got the opportunity. Every wrestling fan would love is to actually get in the ring for a genuine fight. A, a genuine brawl match match with other wrestlers who are genuine wrestlers. Is there a sense of trepidation about you? A little bit nervous. A hundred percent. You know, and and also, you know, we've got to. I've got to do a good job. You know, I think it's one thing to. I mean, I kind of, as a wrestling fan who you know works in in mainstream media. I feel there's a bit of responsibility for me to promote where I can and let the rest of the country, the rest of the world know that this is a really, really cool piece of entertainment and a really cool genre to get involved with. Um, but all that sort of counts for nothing if we stink the joint out come Saturday night. Yeah. So, so we're putting the work in. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, and, uh, and, and, the, and the guys have been sort of really generous. And, and um, you know, I just... Uh, I, I said to – not everybody feels the same way. I said to Luke Darcy, uh, Footscray player, who, who, Western Bulldog, who, who yeah. I work with on Triple M, I said, uh, the one thing I just hope, Darcy, is that you know I get through the match and I don't have to come in on Monday morning with a sling, a broken arm or something. And he said, if you come in in a sling, I will be so happy. That will just make my week and we will talk about <laughs> that every day. I to say wrestling's us. the F Well, word. there you go. There you go. So uh, Come in with a sling anyway. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But uh, yeah, no, 100%. Look, I'm really grateful to the MCW promoters for, for this opportunity. And I'm grateful to you know Slex. Um, I'm not so grateful to Walker or Gambino, but but you know to to allow me to do this and and um, and you know I, I legitimately couldn't be more grateful to to the MCW supporters who you know have have been supportive of what I've been doing and and um, you know I show the love right back to them because we're, we're just all wrestling fans yeah. and that's uh, great. Speaking speaking of that, I mean I talk to wrestling fans at shows and uh, the, when you first started to get involved. I know that there was an element of the crowd that was shitting on you. 100%. And uh, like, oh, great, another celebrity is just walking in. Um, and they weren't happy about it. And last week, uh, one of the people that was saying that stuff, he's changed his tune because he can see that you're all in and that you love it. And that it's just like if we had that opportunity. And I think that that's come across. Mate, well, I can't ask for you, you any more than that. Like that is, I hundred percent from the bottom of my heart. That's a really that means a lot to, to hear you say that because you know I, I'm the same. You know these guys that kind of want to come in for one show and be the focus and make it all about them. And, and that was not what I wanted to do. I sort of said, if I'm going to do it, you know, obviously I want to use my platforms to to give the brand as much promotion and awareness as I can. Yep. Um, but you know, I also have too much respect, I think, for the workers to come in and say, right, so it's going to be me. Uh, I'm going to, you know, jump off the top and hit a stunner. I'm going to stun everybody and I'm going to pour beer on Gambino. And, and like, that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something that, um, that, you know, that, that made sense and that respected the fact that guys, and I hate to say this because Gambino is such a flog, but that respects the work that Gambino has put in to that company and that audience mm. across years. If the opportunity does come for you to do a stunner or pull it, <laughs> probably take it. Uh, well, I mean, 
Gambino is one of the best wrestlers in the world. There's a reason Michael Craven is in Australia looking at talent because of mm. people like Gino Gambino that they want to steal for New Japan. So, look, I uh, if I get an opportunity for a stunnership extra, it'll be quite unlikely. But I reckon I can get a hold of that little rat, Sebastian Walker, oh, because so. I've been trying for months. I tried to I tried to get him, you know, at uh, at uh, MCW Fallout, mm. and he paid off cousin Ali to to destroy me. I, I tried to get him at the brewery brawl just a week ago, and you know, as soon as I had my back turned, Gambino came over, hit me from behind, and tried to pile drive me. So all I want to do is get my hands on this bloke, and and hopefully it happens this Saturday at the Thornbury Theatre, May eighteen, uh, for uh, MCW the War to settle the score. My greatest concern of uh, when cousin Ali gave you the Preston pancakes uh, was your your <laughs> wife was only sitting three or four seats down from where we were sitting and she was in total distress. I was really yeah. concerned for oh, it. No, Brie was really upset. Yeah. You're really upset. And just to differentiate, the Preston pancakes is not in the same category as the Dirty Sanchez. It's actually a wrestling move. Um <laughs> For, for anybody who's worried, it's it's actually a wrestling move. But yes, Bree Bree was very worried about me, and and um you know she she sort of basically carried me out of there, and uh and but I was touch and go as to whether I could work. I had to go to um uh, I was scheduled to go to Sydney the next day to commentate the netball for Channel Nine, uh, and I almost pulled out of that because I was having trouble breathing. And as you know, you can't call when you can't yeah. breathe. Um, but uh, you know, eventually got the medical clearance. There wasn't a break in the rib; it was just a bruising, uh, and and I was able to do it. But um, yeah, mate. Look, uh, wrestling is hard on families. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is it a one-off? Uh, I don't. I want to keep continuing to support this promotion and support professional wrestling. And what will I they... get in the ring again? Yeah. I really don't know. To be yeah. honest, it's look. Uh, as I said, I got too much respect for these guys to not to 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 to, to think that you know I can kind of work every week and all of that. But but you know, mate. Look, where I can help, I will. Also, the fact that you have respect for it means that you want to do it well, and it makes it a really big time commitment. And you're you're not you're not the most you don't have the most spare time in the world. I'm assuming. <laughs> no, look, no, I'm busy. Yeah, look, especially the next few months, I'm on the road with the netball and and still at Triple M and and doing various things. But you know, it's it's been fantastic and. You know, I, 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 I certainly will come to the shows when I can. And if there's some involvement, I mean, look, I, I suppose I should leave it open. Who knows what the future will hold? Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I guess to answer your question in a kind of funny sort of way, I'm not under any uh, um, illusions that, you know, I'm going to be a wrestler after this weekend. Well, you never know. 10, 15 years' time, you could always David Arquette it. He, uh, <laughs> he, he did that. He, yeah, so he'll be saying once your work life slows down a bit, uh, kids and stuff get a bit older. I love you, Lyle, right. but the He's Arquette experience, money, I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually surprised you and Carl Stefanovi haven't turned together. <laughs> That's it. Great yeah. tag team right there. Carl would cut a good promo. He but would, who, wouldn't he? Yeah. Which of your colleagues is the most jealous that you're um, involved oh. in? And why is it Will Anderson? Yeah. Tony, Jones. <laughs> Tony Jones, I reckon. Oh, Chompers. I love Chompers. Chompers is one of the greats, and, and uh, he's a very good friend of mine. But if you have a chance to go back and watch the story he did when Hulk Hogan came to town and see him interview wrestling personality Julian James – who Tony asks, I don't know if you've seen this, Shebexter, yeah, but Tony asks him about uh, about WrestleMania 3, Hogan slamming Andre, and and uh, Julian says something like, it was amazing. It was in front of 100 million people. He slammed a 900-pound Andre the Giant. And Tony, he doesn't realise what's going on, and he says, 100 million people? That must have been a big stadium. And Julian says, oh, it was a big one. <laughs> 
It is one of the great moments. Either track down Julian James on Twitter or it's on my Twitter at Seb Costa. It always pops up every month or so. Oh, it's so good. That is fantastic. Hey, you mentioned that you went to WrestleMania this year. Take us through that as well. And as a as a media person, the what did you notice in regards to how the the media in the states cover an event like that compared to what we would expect the Australian media would cover an event like that here? Yeah, yeah. Look, the the American media is definitely all in, especially in New York, because it's such an economic powerhouse. Yeah, you know, WWE comes in, they book um, the Barclays Center up in Brooklyn for three nights for well four nights for NXT Hall of Fame, SmackDown and Raw, uh, and then they've got MetLife Stadium, eighty thousand people out at uh, sorry, hundred million people uh, out at uh, out at New Jersey <laughs> the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so so yeah, so you've got everyone from sort of Bloomberg, CNBC, you know, covering this event, um, and uh, you know, I, it was something I had to kind of pitch to to our bosses, and there were a few things few stories I think we needed to get it over the line and one of them was you know as the you know, real broadcaster for Channel 9 I was able to kind of say hey look they've got this guy down in down at NXT called Daniel Vito former NRL player and so that was kind of the angle I had to take to convince my news bosses that you know Wrestlemania was worth covering as, yeah. a, as a news story um, so look I, I, I think um, you know certainly it's more part of the culture over there like there was the guy from CBS and he was sort of a, he was a bit of a performer this guy so he was a, sort of like the Alan Rascal of America if that means anything um, and and he was you know he was there doing live crosses with all the stars and, and all of that and and you know I could tell that that wasn't a hard sell for his news bosses for me you know it, it still takes a little bit of work and and the reality is if there wasn't a journo who understood it and was passionate about it, like me, it wouldn't. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. It terrible, you know, you yeah. need to have somebody to 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 push it. Um, but the thing that makes it work is that people get around it. Like I did an interview with the Iconics after they'd won the belt, and this interview is so nine nine's like, um, oh, should we put that, it up yeah. on social? And I said, I, I, I think you should. I, I think you will get. Anyway, it's turned out to be the biggest tweet in the history of Nine News. They got watched by 127,000 people. Wow. Um, so it might be an easier sell next year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tampa Bay, here we come. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, look, it's harder here, Tom, but it's changing. It is changing. You know, I think especially with social because wrestling fans are so engaged. You know, newsrooms see that and they go, you know what, you know, it's not, it's not our cup of tea, but we can't ignore that audience. Mm. Well, soccer's not their part, cup of tea, but they have to cover that as <laughs> yeah. well. So true. Uh, we'll just stick around for a few minutes. We'll Got to oh, take got a quick one, break. One, and when one we more come... question. Oh, first, yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. When you were growing up, who was your guy? Who's the one that – who was <sighs> – There's a few, but Shawn Michaels is the first to come to mind in the 96 year. I don't know why. I just – I really like the, you know, the 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 the, the, the uh, icon, the showstopper, that, that year where, you know, he's defending against uh, mankind at mind games. He's, he's – uh... <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but as a kid – my absolute favourite match that I watched over and over again. It's so obscure. It's the main event of WWF In Your House International Incident, which is Camp Cornette versus Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson and Psycho Sid. <laughs> and I watched that I reckon, 20 times. That was my favourite match. Yeah, I watched the a lot. The, the match I watched the most as a kid was WrestleMania 2, yep. the Battle Royal. With all of with the, the football players with him the, the refrigerator ferry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, that's that's a weird answer to your question. Maybe I've just ruined all my credibility. But as a kid, that's what it was. Let's take this break. When we <laughs> come back, we're going to talk some local wrestling with Seb. Uh, especially look at what happened to uh, MCW Brewery Brawl and Glow last weekend, and also uh, PWA in their first live stream. We'll do all that in just two ticks. Hi everyone, this is Lobo, and you're listening to On the Turnbuckle. 
Welcome back. Final segment of the night and uh, time to have a look at what's been happening around well, the country. That was the music of Silver King. Yes. We played that because, unfortunately, another wrestling uh, elder passes away. Well, he's not even that old. Yeah, no, he's he? only 51. Oh, geez, Passed yeah. away in the okay. ring with uh, Hooventud. Yeah, with um, um, the juice. Yeah, so, yeah, it's tough to watch um, only because of the... Unorganisation. Well, Seb, you, you've seen the video. Yeah. Oh, I found it really hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I heart disease is such a massive issue uh, and, and I think a lot of us could look after ourselves better and I, I put myself in that category and to see... Why'd you turn around and look at me Because <laughs> I was staring at these guys and I felt awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no, no, to, to pick it back to, to the seriousness of Silver King, you know, to watch that and to see him just... Gasping for breath, um, you know, as uh, as you know, his opponent tries to to bail it out, and then they're kind of confused, and they do a pin, you know, yeah. to kind of to kind of finish the show. Yeah, the I mean, old school mentality. There, yeah, I saw. And speaking of Julian James before, yeah, well, that's right. We know now. Yeah, couldn't imagine what they were going through. And mm, that's that's awful. Silver awful. King. A lot of people might not know who he was, but, um, especially younger audience. But he was a big part of the cruiserweight division in WCW, which was a big part of why. WCW won the Monday Night Wars for so long. Um, so, yeah, like, thoughts, obviously, with all of his friends, family, and even, like, Hoover Trude, who was in the ring with him. It must be really difficult. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, yeah. Unfortunate thing to happen in the world of wrestling. A good thing to happen, though, in the world of wrestling was uh, the live stream of PWA on Friday. Uh, from all reports, I didn't see it myself, but from all reports, it went pretty well. Yeah, I um I got to watch it. I struggle to what to watch wrestling delayed a few days when I know the results. I'll be honest, and to have the live stream on Friday, I got home from work. I was tired, house to myself. Six bucks, I think it was. Got to watch the PWA show live. Um, I thought it was really good. The teething issues I was expecting, they weren't there. Um, well, not. I mean, there's obviously a couple, but yeah. I would have forgiven a lot more. Um, and the wrestling was fun. Um, I just want to see more of it. And I think, I know that a lot of other companies are working on it at the moment. I know MCW were working on it. Uh, PCW were almost ready to go with it. Um, and Wrestle Rampage, which we mentioned a couple mm. of weeks ago, they're already doing it as well. So, um, definitely, yeah, six bucks, like, you can't go wrong. No, exactly. No, it's a great effort. And no, good that all the ticket collections that you'd normally expect with the uh, the first event like that didn't happen, which is great. I think the partner, um, partnering with um, OVO, um, I think that helps because they're a streaming service. Um, yeah, I just watched it through the app, um, Chromecast it to the TV. Perfect. Yeah. And unfortunately for Australian wrestling, that's about as good as we're going to get at the moment, isn't it? We're, we're, I don't think we're going to get live TV anytime soon. Yeah, well, are you looking at me, Shabexter? So I'll jump in. <laughs> He's not um, in charge. No, no, no. I said that, but he knows how it works. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, live TV's tough. I mean, live yeah. TV's so expensive. You know, satellite time, all of that. So, so that might be hard. I, I can see somebody at least talking about some kind of pre-produced program. I, like, I know we had... Um, is it called the underground or the one the one where the wrestlers accumulate points? Underworld, underworld, yeah. underworld. Yeah. That, that uh, had with a deal Amazon. with Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, look, I can see that kind of thing happening. And and my look, maybe I'm biased, but my view is if somebody can sell the audience that I'm talking about, that's watching the Iconics being interviewed yeah. 127,000 times, and can say, you know, hey, look, there's this product here. 
these guys are already making it. You know, maybe it's not a big money deal to start with. Maybe it's just about exposure. But I don't think it's beyond the realms to think with with digital channeling. With you know, we've got things like Nine Now, a streaming service. Like for example, Love Island, which was a show that Sophie Monk did, uh, was initially only shown on Nine Now. You know, so they, they're sort of they're looking to um, find programming for for digital only services initially, and if they work, they can go elsewhere. But I think it could be possible. I don't know who it is because, you know, there's so many great promotions out there. MCW is obviously one I'm involved with. But, yeah, watch that space. It, it would seem to me like it's a perfect fit for something like a seven mate or something like that, you know, that, that sort of channel that has a bit of a blokey stuff. You know, they have the ice truck racing and all that sort of stuff. And to, it would be a sort of great fit for that sort of channel. Do you watch a lot of ice truck racing or <laughs> – no, from Scandinavia, I think yeah. that. I reckon he puts it on mute and calls it. <laughs> <laughs> Put the can on tone in the lounge room. Uh, no, um, uh, no. Look, uh, TV's changed. Not a lot. Like, I mean, personally, I watch zero, zero television mm-hmm. except for live sport. I otherwise my TV stays on streaming no, services, uh, and. Like Foxtel, just for some sports or Game of Thrones. Kids so. are the same. My, my son Mitchell, my, my youngest son, all he does is watch I'm YouTube. Young at heart. Yeah, so. but all he does is watch YouTube all the time. And Your Tony's son too watch you. Eh? No, no, God no, no. jeez. <laughs> That's no. why it's this dynamic against each other. It's uh, yeah, no, it's weird. Yeah, uh, so we've known each other for a long time, yeah. but not do, that long. Do we know anyone at Channel Nine that might be able to get these? <laughs> <laughs> We're know, working on it. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> MCW Brewery Brawl and Glow were the two big MCW events this weekend. It's been a mad month of May. For the boys and girls from MCW, and it's uh, all coming to an end this weekend. I don't think I don't think that um, Mikey J has slept for May. I probably wouldn't have. He was off at the zoo yesterday, so I don't know how he's finding the time for that. But How's uh, he editing from there. Well, that's why it's not up yet, I guess. You want to the zoo? Oh, no worries. He was throwing <laughs> poo at the orangutans. <laughs> that's how confused he is at the moment. Um, but yeah, so uh, we obviously we interviewed Session Moth at. Brewery Brawl. I thought it was a really good setup. I love the venue. And there's a photo going around um, of the crowd from the back of the room. And it's it's a huge crowd. And it was a lot of people I don't see at MCW shows. It was, uh, it, it was a new crowd. Yeah, absolutely. That photo's great. You know, it's as you, it's a sort of fisheye shot taken from one side of the venue, and it looks like people are sort of twenty twenty five deep on all four sides, which is amazing. I, I had heard, and you guys may have heard this too, that uh, in terms of ticketed events that have been part of the Good Beer Week, which that event was, Brewery Brawl is the most successful event in the history of Good wow. Beer Week. There you go. Um, so you know, it was great support from the Moon Dog guys to to get behind it, and, and it had a cool vibe. I mean, if you weren't there. Moondog have bought a huge warehouse uh, in Preston, and the plan is actually to turn it into not a beer garden, but a beer jungle. Yeah. So when you go back there, the idea is it's going to have a lagoon through the middle of it and trees and, ah! and all that. <laughs> that's right. Um, and none of that's there now. So they, it's just a big empty they warehouse. They cancel that just have a wrestling ring in <laughs> yeah, the middle of it. that's it. Um, and the ring was in the middle of it, and it had to, I mean, it had a sort of Lucha Underground vibe, didn't it? Yeah. Like that kind of cool warehouse sort of thing. Um, and, we walked uh, in. We would have got there around a similar yep. time as you. So we walked in, and I just turned to Rowan, uh, who works at MCW, and said, I love this. This is amazing. And uh, I think the wrestlers put on a really good show as well. I thought it was uh, 
yeah, one of the the most fun I've had at a show this year. Mm. No, it was terrific, and and uh, I I didn't see the whole show because I was a part of it. But I thought um, one of the uh, matches that really got into the fun of the night was DCT and Mike Burr, yeah. who did a uh, sort of it was it called Scottish, Scottish Rules? Rules. So it was rounds, oh. and at the end of each round they did a did a drink, a shot, or a beer, and Ooh. so uh, so. It, it, Burr was doing beers as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the quality improved as the match yeah. went on. Um, and uh, but, but it was just right on the spirit of the night, and it was really entertaining in the end. Uh, not for Mike Burr, I think. You think he got classed at the end of it? But he won. Yeah, but he won. <laughs> so there you go, exactly. Uh, but, wow. yeah, and also Session Moth versus Avery mm. is uh, – they they tore the house down. Session Moth, great Off a act. shipping container. She They both came off that shipping container. Um, <sighs> it was insane, and – Oh, the crowd went home happy after that match, and then the next night at Glow, I um, I got there. I dragged Steph along, and yeah. uh, it was the most romantic message I've ever received because I met her there, and I just received the message, "Do you want a beer?" Like, she's a keeper. <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> but uh, that was fantastic, and um, there was three or four really good matches. Lena Cross uh, should move to Melbourne because. I want to see her wrestle every week. Yeah. She's fantastic. Her and Kellyanne beat the crap out of each other. And uh, Indy Hartwell had a, a she had a really good weekend. Uh, she has really good matches whenever she's up against the internationals. Um, and she had a, a, a really good match against Session Moth. And Avery versus Millie McKenzie is my favourite match I've seen live this year. There you go. Beautiful. Endorsement there, Tony. Hey, let's go away and have a look at what else is happening around the country over the next few days. This is my favourite segment. Seb, because mm. uh, these boys always stuff this up for me. And make me look like a total <laughs> I think I got dick. right today. Uh, Friday, May the 17th, New Horizon Pro Wrestling in Perth presents Vision 3, Invasion with Lita Cross and Soraya Knight. Soraya. Of, Soraya Knight. Of, That's Paige's uh, mum. Yep. Fighting with my family. For, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, she's here for a couple Thanks of for the heads up on that. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, Saturday, May the 18th, PCW Ignition is on in Fertrigali. The footage coming out of the PCW arena recently has jumped to the next level. So well done, guys. MCW War to settle the score is on at Thornbury Theatre. Yes, it's it is. Avery's last appearance before she flies to the UK. The Prayer. The yeah, Prayer. Uh, over from Adelaide and Danny Psycho returns. Of course, the Praia are a tag team. They, are they trying to take the belts up? They do Adelaide or something? Yes, and the Praia are a great act. Um, they come out, they muzz out. Um, there may be a mid, there may be a mid-match dance. If mm. every other time was, you've seen them at yeah, 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 yeah. before. Yeah, the, they're um, those guys are a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. And of course, the uh, the big match is Seb Costello and Slex, my close personal friend Gino Gambino, <laughs> up against. <laughs> you bought him. Dinner once. I don't... Yeah. You know. He brought him dinner. We paid a third each. Oh, yeah, we did too. Yeah, but look, Gino messaging me... Of giving us interviews steak. with Michael Craven. That, that's what he does for his personal friends. I think it's for his own personal gain, to be honest. If you've got a show you want to promote, let us know. We'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page. Also, if you've got an idea for a podcast that you want to get up to, let us know, and uh, we'll see what we can do for you here at mypodcasthouse.com. Seb, thank you so much, mate. It's been uh, great having you in here, and we wish you all the best. Thank you, Shebexter. Thank you, Welshie. Thank you, Lyle. It's been fun. Keep doing the podcast. It's great. If people want to come uh, Saturday night, you can buy tickets on the website, so melbournecitywrestling.com.au and 
go to buy tickets, and we'd love to see you there. And, and through they, their Facebook page, you can buy the tickets yeah. as well. And if they want to see uh, what may have happened to you and how you're feeling on the Sunday morning, they can follow you on your socials. <laughs> they can, yeah. Seb.Costello underscore on Instagram, and Twitter is SebCostello9. So, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. And definitely Tony, tune in on Monday. Week. No, I'm not. I'm up in Lismore. Uh, We've got a better co-host oh, coming in. Who? We've got Tyson. Oh, coming in. Okay, so, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, so we'll find out how his uh, knee's going and how he's going with his uh, beautiful with his GoFundMe. Excellent. All right, beautiful stuff. Tune in next week, folks. On the turnbuckle returns again right here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you again soon.